Welcome to the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with Zach Bass and that dude who looks like an illiterate Wolverine. <laughs> Randy, get over here. Welcome to the first week's edition of our Bills Backers of KC podcast. Um, Holy cow, we made it. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's here. It's finally here. So we just want to give you a little bit of background info about us as who the heck are we and why are we talking to you about Bills? So just like for me, my dad was in the Army. He was active duty military, so I moved around all the time. I actually started right out in Kansas City, Missouri area. Um, actually, Kirksville, Missouri was where I was born, um, but right here in this area and lived here for just a little bit before I moved to Western New York to Blaisdell. And after that, went to Gowanda, New York for a little bit to finally go back to the Midwest, to Fort Riley, Kansas. Um, was never really a Bills fan until college, but um, ended up moving to Vermont. And that was, I started to develop a little bit of Bills fandom a little bit, just based on the fact there were so many Patriots fans around. And how could I not hate them? That was probably, I moved there right around 2003. So that was that year that we just full out beat the Patriots um, to open the year. And that, I mean, that was great. Um, but it didn't work out as great as we wanted. So had to eat a lot of words there. Um, finally ended up back in Missouri. And when I moved to college in St. Joe, that's where I really developed my fandom, came diehard and actually found Al's um, where I was able to get in t- touch with the uh, KC backers and that it's been great ever since. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and, and my uh, Bills fandom can be traced back to being born in Rochester, New York. Uh, loved me some garbage plates, but uh, moved out to Kansas City four years ago, and I did the same thing you did. I kind of looked for a Bills backers bar, and I ended up starting out at the Fox and Hound, which is the South, uh, South KC uh, Bills backers bar. And that's where I joined uh, – joined up with Kansas City Bills backers and since then I've just been rocking every every week I'll usually go down there or go to Al's uh still not sure what this season will be like because absolutely COVID-19 but I plan on trying to be somewhere with other Bills fans to watch the game awesome yeah it's definitely different being able to come together with Bills fans not in western New York seems like there's a lot more diehard fans here um get a little bit rowdy and have a good time and eat some wings. Can't, can't complain. For sure. For sure. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we just want to start out. We got some great news last night. I got an alert. We locked down Trey white on a four year extension. That's, that's huge, huge. Yeah. And I would, I would just like to add to this that I was camping when this happened and I didn't have cell service. Uh, so I didn't find this out until about 11 a.m. this morning. We're recording this on Sunday. Uh, so I, I woke up, turned my phone on, finally got to somewhere with cell service, and I got an alert. Like, phone kind of blew up from people. Hey, did you see we signed Trey White? Whoa, what? Um, so the first thing I did was look at the extension and see how 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 is it structured. You know, that's that's one of the biggest things I want to look at is, is this going to impact our cap? Are we going to be able to keep – other players on that defense because you don't want to have just one superstar that gets re-signed at, a, at an obscene contract um, a la 
I think uh, I think if you look at like the Marcel Darius contract, oh yeah, that was terrible. Uh, the numbers on that were not very team friendly, uh, and part of that was that he didn't really perform up to his expectation of what the contract was. But uh, I think the way that Bean structured this contract looks looks really team friendly. It seems to be a little bit backloaded, and I think part of that has to do with Matt Milano, which I'll let you talk about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, this is definitely a team-friendly deal, and it allows for Trey White and his agent to talk about their average um, salary that's going out, and it can look good and allow people to come use him as an agent, which is great. Um, On top of that, you got to look at it. He wants to build a team here in Buffalo. He really wants to bring that Lombardi to Buffalo, which is great. So he wants to be able to keep that defense as elite as it is. Matt Milano is a key piece that I know all of us Bills fans really in a perfect world would love to keep. As as we've seen with some of our linebackers that we've drafted the last few years, it's, it's pretty hit or miss. And Matt Milano was definitely a hit, and it, it'd be detrimental to this defense to get rid of him. So with Trey White on his – fourth year of his rookie deal this year and his fifth year option which is right around 10 million the following year um i know our salary cap jumps down tremendously next year but we'll have to make it work um hopefully that i have trust in brandon bean to go ahead and and do this and hopefully he can give a front-loaded contract to matt milano give him his paycheck give him his money make him happy to stay in buffalo Maybe he'll take a team-friendly deal, too, and and ho- hopefully we can keep this defense together long-term. Yeah, and you can't you can't bank on players taking team-friendly deals. I just don't think that, that it's very common in the NFL. Um, however, the, the salary cap can be massaged, and there are ways of giving players money while also giving yourself flexibility. And, you know, uh, I can't take credit for – for this statement, I think uh, this was Bruce Bruce Nolan on uh, his podcast was talking about this, but there's always uh, the, the salary cap will get you either now or later, but you can keep pushing that money down the road pretty much indefinitely uh, the way it works in the NFL. Absolutely. Yeah. Signing bonus will be something interesting to see on this Trey White deal, um, how that's going to affect us this year and next. Um as his deal doesn't technically start for a few more years, but signing bonus will hit us right away. So it'll be interesting to see when that comes out and gives us the final numbers as far as what we can realistically see and do with this, this roster next year. So, yeah, so I'm excited for this season, Randy. I mean, come on, how can we not be excited? We got, we got this schedule breakdown we're about to do and we're going to run through it and see kind of what is our prediction as far as this season goes, how are we going to be able to make this work? All right, so we'll take a we'll take a short break here and we'll come back with our schedule prediction. All right, welcome back and we're going to get right into our Buffalo Bills 2020 season predictions. Uh, and no, we're not talking about will there be a season. It is happening. 7 days from today, there will be a kickoff. So we're going to get into our game by game win-loss predictions. And I don't know, did we, did we decide, do we want to do this with the spread or do we want to just do it as it stands? I don't think the spreads are out for all the games. I yeah, let's just do it as it stands right now. And maybe next week we'll, if we have some more information, we'll update some things. So. Sounds good. 
Okay, so week one, Sunday, September 13th, 1 p.m. Eastern time, 12 p.m. Kansas time. You've got the Buffalo Bills playing the New York Jets at Bills Stadium. It's a home game. There will be no fans in the crowd. Randy, 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 I'm going to cut you off right here. We don't even need to talk about this one. We, we both got it as a dub. You know it. Um, we, we do. I mean, to me, <laughs> this is, if you lose this game, then very early panic could set in for Bills fans. It would be, be not great, Bob. But I got yep, the template. Then we get to week two. In fact, let me pull up my notes here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep a, a tally for us. Okay. So I can hold us accountable. Absolutely. Well, week two, I've got this as a win here. Uh, just just coming in off that one win versus the Jets and going into Miami. I know it's going to be hot. I think our players are accustomed to that. I think we can make it work. Miami is on the rise. They are doing good things down there. I've got to be impressed with Flores. He's He's building the team right. I don't think they're yet, there yet, and on top of that, you've got to look at it as chemistry with the team. It's going to take a little bit to develop, and with a shortened offseason, it's it's going to be tough for them to pull it together. I think we take the W there. Okay. Well, I uh, am going to disagree with you here. I, After thinking about this game more and more, it feels um, – I, I, I hate using the phrase trap game, but it feels trappy – Especially if we, you know, if we if we jump on the Jets week one, I think there's going to be some hype going around Buffalo. Um, there's going to be some hype around the team, at least with the with Bill fans. I don't think beating the Jets is going to nationally move the needle at all. Uh, however, I think the Dolphins. I think they might sneak a win out on us here. Um, however, I I'll just go ahead and fast forward a little bit. I do have a speed them later in the season. So right now, okay, good. You got the Bills one and or two and two and zero. I've got them one and one. Week three, we get to the Los Angeles Rams, and that is again a home game at Bills Stadium. Awesome! I've got that one as a W. You've got them traveling across the country to come to Buffalo, and it's a big game at home. I know we're realistically not looking at fans. They've already announced the first two home games wouldn't have fans, so we're not going to have Bills Mafia there to represent. But just them traveling alone, that time difference, it's going to really weigh a factor on that team. And I think the Bills come away with a narrow victory there. I agree with you. I, I think, you know, the Rams are a talented team. However, this is not the Rams of, of uh, was it three years ago that they went to the NFC Championship? Um, this is not the same Rams. Uh, they – they're aging a little bit in certain areas. They still have a very scary defensive line, but I, I do not think that they can do it with the travel from the West Coast to Buffalo, and I think the Bills take the dub here. Absolutely. Then we advance to week four, which was a game, you know, this is, this is one of those, those sad games that I was, I was really excited about, uh, Bills at Raiders. This was up there as for a game that I wanted to attend in person. But uh, as far as... This game goes, I think, again, the Raiders, I, they're not a very talented team right now. Uh, their quarterback situation is pretty, pretty up in the air. Um, I think the Bills take the W here as well. I'm going to go ahead and have us taking the loss here. Uh, after starting off the season 3-0 and and looking forward to the Titans the next week, I think there's a little bit of – worry going into that next week. I, I hope Sean McDermott can keep the team together 
and focused. I just don't see it happening. I see us going ahead and losing that game, but still st- starting off three and one. Okay. Well, so that actually gets uh, through the first quarter of the season. You and I have the same split. We have the Bills going three and one. That's a pretty good way to start the season. Absolutely. Uh, we just have different ways of getting there. I have a loss to an AFC team. You have a loss to an AFC team. I have a loss technically to a division team. So I, I will give your schedule the slight edge over mine. Awesome. So next week, we've got the Titans. We're traveling there. Um, again, 12 p.m. kickoff Central Time, 1 p.m. Eastern. You know, what are you thinking on that? So I'm thinking with uh, Tennessee – Last time we played them, it was exceptionally close. Um, I'm I'm worried about it. You know, we can't take over the stadium as it stands because again, no fans in the stands. I I think they do have Tannehill uh, as their quarterback, and historically, the Bills have owned Tannehill. Um, but that's only been when he was in, in Miami. We don't have really much of a record of it when he is in Tennessee, and I think he is a different player in Tennessee. I think uh, that 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 is he is schemed differently. Um, he's coached a lot a lot better. Obviously, Adam Gase is a is a wonderful gift to the Buffalo Bills, and I hope he gets a ten year extension with the Jets. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think the Tennessee Titans take a, take the win here. I think the Bills lose that game. Absolutely. I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Derrick Henry, I mean, he's a beast. It's it's going to be tough. We're, we're our defense down a lot. It's going to be a little bit of a tough game go, going there on the road, back-to-back games. Um, looking forward to a short week to the Chiefs. It just feels a little bit like there's a little bit of a trap game going on there and focusing ahead to the Chiefs on Thursday night. I just don't see us getting that win either. I see us starting off three and two. Wow. Yeah. So then next week, which it'll, it'll actually be the same week. It'll be four days later. You've got the Kansas city chiefs on prime time, Thursday night football, even though I don't like calling it prime time, it is still prime time. Uh, Kansas city chiefs playing the Buffalo bills. Uh, this is a game that I think you and I have both, at least in our previous conversations had, agreed on and I have this game down as a win and the reason that I give for that is you look at the Chiefs schedule the Chiefs the week the game before this game for them is the Raiders I believe uh, and the game after this game is the Broncos so they're going to be playing two division rivals and then they've got the Bills sandwich in there I think they come to Buffalo I think they're they're either looking ahead or looking back at the game that they had just played, and I think they might get smacked in the mouth a little bit. Now, I will fully admit I'm a Bills backer in Kansas City. Nothing would make me happier. Uh, but I do I do think that it is a possibility the Bills win this game. Now, in a, in a playoff game after uh, the regular season, I think the Chiefs take it most of the time. However, I think regular season, we can slip this win out. Absolutely. I, I think we got the W here. I see what you're saying as far as it being a trap game for the Chiefs. However, I think Andy Reid's got that team a little bit too much discipline for that to happen. However, I see them coming to Buffalo. Buffalo's eager to play Thursday night football against the defending Super Bowl champions. And the hype is real for Josh Allen. Look at him last season against the Dallas Cowboys. He just balled out in that game. 
it, it, he really took over that game and and really pulled pulled the offense and defense together. Took out the W. I think it kind of happens the same way here. Um, historically, in the NFL, defenses really don't continue to succeed year after year. There has been a little bit of a history of that happening in Buffalo um, since McDermott's been here. And I can kind of see that happening for us. However, the Chiefs defense really didn't start being good until the latter part of the season last year. And I see with that Super Bowl hangover, I see them coming out and being flat to start at least the first half of the season. So I think Buffalo takes a W here. Yeah, so that, that may be the hottest take on this podcast. And feel free to tweet us at KC Bills Pod um, and tell us how wrong we are. And, and you know, if the Chiefs win that game, just you, you can just flame us. Just flame us in the, in the tweet. Um, but you know what? We took a chance. We took a chance. Just remember that. So then we go to week seven. Week seven is at New York Jets. Uh, at, we should say, the New Jersey Jets of New York, apparently. Uh, they're in MetLife Stadium. I believe they're allowing fans, uh, at least in limited capacity. I'm not sure. However, that game is a one o'clock game. And again, it's the Jets. Don't want to waste too much time here. I think we get the W. No, Adam Gase, like you said earlier, I mean, we, we own him. So, yeah, W, we get the sweep. The following week. New England Patriots come to Buffalo. The Tom Brady-less New England Patriots. The 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 New England Patriots who are depleted of uh, is Patrick Chung holding out this year too. That I'm not certain on. Um, I knew I know they don't have a lot of returning pieces. Um, linebacker has been depleted for them. Um, and right now, as we're recording this, they're kickerless. They don't have a kicker. They cut both of them. So I know they're going to look for somebody there, but. Special teams, they really owned us last year with special teams with the block punt. Special teams looks like an issue here. Yep, and I did just I did just fact check myself. Uh, yes, it is Patrick Chung is checked out, and Dante Hightower is also at their middle line or their linebacker. Uh, They're also losing their starting right tackle to uh, they, they are coronavirus holdouts. Ed Oliver, have a game. Yeah, so let's let's go off on that one. Uh, I think at home in Buffalo, the Bills are going to be hyped. They just beat the Jets. They just sent, completed their season sweep of the Jets. I think they take the Patriots down. I think this is a statement game for the Bills. Absolutely. This is something that's got to take take to win the division. Everyone wants to say the Bills already have that division. You got to beat Belichick to, to get the division. You have to. It goes through there. You got to beat him. And I think this is a game where the Bills come out, like you said, it's a statement game. They punch New England right in the mouth. We get a big win at home. Then we go to the following week, November 8th, week nine. We got the Seattle Seahawks coming to town in Buffalo. I got this down as a loss. I think the, the team is going to be so high from those wins. Um, I also just think we, when we play the Seahawks, there's always weird stuff that happens with the refereeing. Uh, and I just don't think we, I don't think we get them. I think we take the L here to our former, our, one of our former coaches uh, out there in Seattle. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I got to disagree with you here. Seattle's got a long way to travel. They're coming to <laughs> Buffalo. I think it's going to be a very tough game. I definitely don't think we're going to blow them out by any means. It's going to be a narrow, maybe win by a field goal um, type game. 
it's going to be hard fought game. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary getting a lot of carries. I think we take, we definitely still take the W there. All right. Well, we, we can agree to disagree and I'll, I'll buy you wings at Al's uh, the next week. If, uh, if you're right. Let me go to week 10. We've got the Arizona Cardinals. This is in Arizona. And uh, I got this down as a loss. I just don't think, uh, I think the Cardinals are a talented team this year. And I don't know if the Bills will have it in them after traveling to Arizona and then having all the success they've had for the first half of the season. I think this will be just like a little bit of a letdown game. Absolutely. Bounce, bounce back to reality. Yep, I got to agree with you 100% there. Really don't have anything to add. So, again, uh, that brings us to our bye week. And at the bye week, you have the will, the Bills at 7-3. and three, And I have the Bills at 6-4. and four. Man, I'm such, a, I'm such a Debbie Downer. 6-4. and four. Oof. It's a tough season this year. We got a tough schedule. Yeah, I just think that it's, you know, it's a hard schedule. That's what happens when you have success. You know, the way the NFL is set up, they put you against some harder teams. Now, on paper, those teams are harder. We all know this is the NFL and seasonal start, and things might not go the way we thought. Yeah, uh, last year, I remember us looking at that schedule and seeing the Steelers, and we're like, oof. But then so, you've got Roethlisberger out last year, and it just changed everything. So I'm adding that disclaimer again that, you know, the, this is not – in stone in fact we'll probably do our weekly pick still this is just our gut feeling for the beginning of the season all right we come out of the bye we got the los angeles chargers the return of tyrod taylor to buffalo uh i got this down as a w yep i've got this as w as well and i think you no know, the whole point of this game for me is to put the tyrod taylor narrative to rest love him i just don't think he's the quarterback of the future i think he's a, he's a serviceable quarterback um, he's a really great bridge quarterback, but I don't think he is the, unless you scheme for him, I don't think he is the, the future for the, for any team. Yeah. I think even the chargers know that we, we might, we might not even be facing Los, uh, Tyrod. He's the, he's the starter as of right now, but, uh, that guy, you know, that rookie they drafted could be in by then. Yeah. Yeah. Herbert's got that big body, kind of like Josh Allen. We'll see kind of how that works out for him. Um, Tyrod, you got to love the guy. I mean, he came in, worked hard, didn't turn the ball over. He just wasn't the guy for our future. So respect to him. We respect everything that he did. Um, hopefully we don't give a standing ovation to him because um, I'll be quite honest, when, when they did that to Andy Dalton, I'm like, come on, man. We got to be better than that. We got to win. Yeah. Uh didn't, didn't we win that game, though? I'm just saying. Karma is a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> We got to keep it classy in Buffalo. Uh, and that's assuming that we have fans in the stands, of course, by then. Uh, hopefully we will. That'll be November, or at least we can have some limited fans in the stands. Then we get to week 13, Monday Night Football in San Francisco. It's going to be super fun, but I've got it down as a loss. Yeah, I've got this as a loss, too. Um, it's going to be a tough game. We're traveling all the way to San Francisco. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. San Francisco's got great running running offense. They've got Greg Kittle blocking for them. Just don't see it happening right now unless something sporadic happens and we have to change things as things go on. So I've got a loss as well. And we get to week fourteen, Sunday night football with the Steelers. 
play Renegade, put Renegade on in Bill Stadium. I want to hear it. Terry yes. and Tim, if you're listening to this podcast, first of all, I don't know how you found us, but thank you. Second of all, put Renegade on the speakers pregame. Make them remember us. Uh, I got this down as a win. I think the, the Steelers, you know, but Ben Roethlisberger will probably be the quarterback at this point. I don't care. I think he's he's aging, uh, and their their team as a whole is just not ready for prime time right now. Yeah, I think I think we got the win here as well. I think prime time for the Bills at home. Realistically, Josh Allen overshines. He he wins this game. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, and that's, that might be a bold prediction, too. I know a lot of people think the Steelers are a much better team than they were, but I, I just don't see it. Let's go ahead and add in. I remember seeing PFF come out and say Hodgins is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. He got cut yesterday. Come on, man. Oh, PFF. Uh, yeah, and I won't, I'll try not to slam pro football focus too much. Uh, you know, they, they do a job and they have a, they have a role, but I, I do I – do, dislike when they try to present their standings or their grades as the absolute telltale because it definitely is not it's one one interpretation uh and again i'm gonna point to a a uh, nick and nolan episode here from back in the day when it was nick and nolan uh they have a wonderful episode where bruce breaks down uh analytics and talks about all the different different uh, numbers that you can get and I really I really enjoyed that podcast so if you would like to get for that and we'll put that in the description for our podcast week 15 we got the Denver Broncos in Denver this might be a game that we are able to attend depending on how things go um, at least I, I'm, I'm trying to, to attend it if I can I think the Bills get a win here I think we handled the Broncos in Buffalo last year and I think we handle them in, in Denver this year. Yeah, I think we got a win here, too. And it looks like this is a, a game that's got the ability to be flexed, um, depending on what's going on. It could be on December 19th or the 20th. Um, so potentially big game for the Broncos. I see them having a pretty good year this year. So um, potentially a flex game, and we take the W here as well. Then we go to week 16, the New England Patriots in New England. And as I promised, I think we get the W here against New England. Or no, I'm sorry. Nope, sorry. This is a loss. I had the win earlier in the season. I think we lose this one in New England. I, I just don't see – I have a hard time picking us to sweep the Patriots. It would be awesome. I'm just not there yet. What about you? Well, I see this as a big game, potentially us trying to take the division and clinch it with this game. It's going to be prime time in New England. It's time to change the narrative. Um, let's go ahead and try to take that W. I think Josh Allen takes it. Ooh, and it's on Monday Night Football. I forgot to mention that. So then we go to week 17, our final game of the season. We got the Miami Dolphins. And again, uh, we played them week two. You had them winning, or you had the Bills winning. I had the Bills losing. I think we might flip-flop this time. I've got the Bills winning this game. What about you? Yeah, I think we got us losing. I think we go ahead and hopefully get to sit our starters. Um, with this year, with the extra playoff team, I think only if you're the first round or first seed in the playoffs, you're able to have a bye week. Other than that, you don't. So there's really no benefit to be the second seed. 
Um, might as well go ahead and bench our players, rest them, get them ready to go. I think we'll take the loss to end the okay. year. All right, so let's tally up our wins here. Looks like you have them at 11 wins, and I have them at 10 wins. Very respectable season. Um, I do think this is a little, you know, this is all subject to change, but I do think 10 wins is what it takes to take the division. I think you got to have at least 10 wins if you want to dethrone New England. Yeah, absolutely. And I think 10 wins does take the division this year. Tough schedule for all of the teams in our division this year as they're playing that AFC West. Um, so we'll see. Cool. So that concludes our schedule predictions. We'll come back with our uh, in-depth Jets analysis after this quick break. All right, so we're back, and we're going to take a deep dive in to the opening game, the Jets at – or yeah, the Jets at Bills. Awesome. So let's start off. Um, I want to start off this game by talking about what I think is one of the biggest – defining factors of this game. Uh, we've got uh, we've got a head coach by the name of Sean McDermott, and Absolutely. they have a head coach by the name of Adam Gase. And one of those has a track record of, of preparing his team and getting them ready for games. The other has a track record of losing his team. Um, reminding me of a coach that we had before – Sean McDermott, but I can't remember his name. He spent so long. I don't. I don't know. I don't even remember those dark days anymore. Yeah, please tell me it's not Marone. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, of course, Rex Ryan. Okay, um, okay, okay. I, I don't think Gase is as boisterous as Rex Ryan, um, and he's definitely not as popular with the players. But I, I think Gase has that tendency to get emotional during games and make irrational decisions. Yeah, definitely. You, you see that with him going ahead and benching his star running back during this preseason time period. And I know we didn't have preseason games, but um, during their scrimmage, he was not playing him near as much as what he should have. And he got on Twitter and voiced his concerns, and he's losing the locker room. And, and I love it. Go ahead and extend this coach. Keep him there long term. Let us beat him continually from now on. Yep, that's that's where I'm at with it. Uh, so that's one of my biggest game game points. The other the other game point I have here is just this is going to be our first opportunity to actually see Diggs Allen connection with when bullets are flying. Uh, so the Jets have traded away, as we all know, over the offseason, one of their star safeties named Jamal Adams. And I know that Jamal Adams is more important in some of the run games, but he's definitely a huge part of their pass coverage. And I think you uh, take away Jamal Adams and you're going to have uh, – I'm just pulling up the, the depth chart really quick for the, for the uh, Jets. So their current starting free safety is Bradley McDougald out of Kansas. And it's his eighth season, so he's been around. He played with the Seahawks, I think. And then they have Marcus May, who's questionable for their other starting safety. Um, and he is a 2017 second-round pick. Yeah, and um, I think 
I think the other big part here that people may or may not be thinking about is Mosley. He's opted out this year. And big thing here is with Mosley out, and nobody's thinking about that. I don't know if you remember that, Randy, but last season we were looking at really having a hard time moving that ball with Mosley on the field. Second he came out, that defense changed dramatically. Um, Without him, with him opting out this season, and us adding all these key pieces to our offense, whew, I hope it's as good as what it sounds. Yeah, and they've got uh, Neville Hewitt in there. Hewitt or Hewitt, Hewitt. I'm going to call him Hewitt. Um, starting in place of Mosley as of right now. Uh, this guy just, he doesn't seem to scare me really uh, as a player. Um, and I think you're right. I think he will struggle against the run. I think Zach Moss is going to be that downhill runner that will punish you. And uh, yeah, I, that's that's kind of where I see him. Uh, fun fun fact here, I'm I'm on ESPN's website right now looking at this game, and on the right they have the 2020 AFC East predictions for the standings, and they have Buffalo at 10 wins. Yeah, that sounds familiar at, here. Guess who they have at 12 wins? Um, do they have New England? They do, which oh, wow. I don't know where you get there. Um, again, I get it. you got to respect Belichick until he shows you that he's lost the team. But, man, I just think that's a way out-of-touch prediction. Yeah, he's, he's lost another wide receiver for, for Cam this year, and it's going to have to be a different style of offense. Um, respect to Cam. Cam can't do what Brady did. He's going to have to do what Cam does best. And he's got an arm. Let's be honest. Cam has an arm and he can beat you deep. That's one good thing he had and yeah. the ability to run a little bit more than Brady did. So All there's. Right. All right. We're, we're getting away from the, the Jets bills. I want to get us back on track here Okay. Um, to the Jets bills prediction. So let's talk, uh, Let's talk line predictions or, or, or like some stat predictions. So how many over under, I'm going to give you, I'm going to shout out some numbers here over under. Let me know how many total yards you think they're going to have. Uh, so I'm going to go over under for the bills and I'm going to say for all purpose yards, 350. I think we're over on this. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I think the Bills go over on this. I want to think we're going to be near the 400-yard mark. I would like to think that we will be near there. Uh, in the previous game that we played, the Jets, I think we had a total of about 400 yards. Actually, we had 370 yards last game. I just looked it up. Uh, Over-under on the Jets' total yardage. Let's set the number at 225. And I know that seems horrifically low. It does seem perfectly low. It makes it tough for me to say under here. So I'm going to say over. I think they're they're going to put a little bit more yards in than that. Yeah, and that's kind of what I, I was wanted to squeeze you for. I think the, the Jets here go for at least 300 yards. I do think they've got a little bit more offensive connection. Darnold will make some progress. Uh, over under on turnovers. How many turnovers do you think we're going to have in this game? The last game, I don't I don't know if, if you recall. There were four Buffalo turnovers in the last game, which helped us to a one-point victory. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I think we definitely get get some turnovers in this game. I think we kind of do a repeat of last year's. Yeah, I think the turnovers are important. I think the only difference is the scoreline won't be the same. Last year's game, there was a lot of fluky things that occurred that kept us from getting up on the Jets, whereas we really should have been way up on them. It should not have been a one-point game. Uh, we shot ourselves in the foot on a few drives, and that's what led to it being such a close game. Yes, and on top of that, if Darnold sees ghosts in this game, which I hope he does, hopefully Trey White will be returning some touchdowns for us. So, Yeah, I'd love to see Trey, after signing that big deal, come out and just shine week one so that when the, the national media covers, covers it, they can talk about how it was such a great move to sign him to a contract for locking down for four years. Um, in terms of possession, last last year's game was pretty even. The Bills had the ball actually less than the Jets. The Jets had the ball for 32 minutes of the game, and we had the ball for 28 minutes of the game. Uh, I think that's going to be flip-flops this year. I think the Bills are going to be controlling the ball a lot more. And I think by the fourth quarter, we might be running this ball down their throats and just trying to kill the clock. Yeah, plus we got Zach Moss. Love Frank Gore, respect the man, but young Zach Moss, who's able to just pound it down your throat, hopefully we can do that consistently, wear them down, and just run that clock out. Yep, and uh, we've got our new kicker there, Tyler Bass, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask, do you think he'll, A, do you think we'll need him to kick a field goal in this game, which I think is an easy question. Probably <laughs> most of the time yes. you're going to need your kicker to kick a field goal. Uh, but B, do you think he nails his first career professional field goal? Yes, of course I do. Um, looking at this, this history of Sean McDermott, he doesn't like to put ki- his kickers in situations when he doesn't have to. He's not going to allow Tyler Bass to go out of there and try to kick a 60-yard field goal unless unless it's to win the football game. And the game's not going to be that close. He's not going to need to go out there and kick a field goal to win the game. Um, he's going to be kicking a lot of short field goals. Yes, it's in Buffalo with that swirling wind. It's going to be tough, um, but I think he can do it. I, I definitely think, you know, we've invested a lot in this guy, and Hauschka was great for our team, but it says a lot for them to go ahead and move on and bring bring on this new evolution with, with Tyler Bass. I agree. I think this is going to be a W for the Bills. Um and I think that I think he's going to hit probably a softball field goal to start it off. I think we're going to have a drive that might sputter out in the red zone, and McDermott's going to say, "Hey, Tyler, get out there. Let's get your first kick in, so you can uh, be done with that and kind of have have it under his belt." Absolutely, that'd be nice. It'd be nice just to quiet everybody about it. Okay, this is a fun prediction that I always do for games, and since this is going to come out the week before, uh, I would like to do this for every game. Uh, coin coin flip prediction. It it means absolutely nothing, but who do you think wins the coin toss? Uh, I think we take the coin toss. I think we start with Ooh, the ball. I think, I think the Jets win the coin toss, and I think they start with the ball, and I think we get it back immediately. I think they go three and out on that initial drive. Awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens. Maybe I'll owe you a beer or some wings if, if you get that right. Well, cool. Uh, I, I totally plan on watching this game uh, with Bill's backers. Uh, if I'm able to safely, and I encourage, you know, all of our Bills backers, if you're out there listening, to try and get together. And I, and I understand it's strange times. Um, I would at least try and get together with one or two that you know and can trust and can watch it. 
Um, it's just not the same watching Bills games without other Bills fans. But I'm I'm looking forward to week one, and it, it's going to be a sense of normalcy that I, we haven't had in a while. Even though it's going to be weird watching that stadium be empty, I'm I'm curious to see how this fictional crowd noise plays yeah. out. Yeah, I was just about to say, I, I watched some college football yesterday, that Army game, and they were pumping in some noise there, and it, it really sounded like there was an actual crowd. It sounded pretty realistic, and that um, should be quite interesting. Um, it's it's definitely going to be weird. One of the things I saw with the, these new NFL rules for pumping in sound, as soon as the game starts, that sound is running, and it runs nonstop. The only time it stops is during like injuries, timeouts, things of that nature. Um, it, it's so, definitely going to be tough just to take that crowd out of things. So so for clarification, they're, they're pumping in sound through like the stadium as yes. well? Yes, so as well. Will be able just to, to affect, yes. So that was mainly what I was talking about with it starting and stopping at those points. Um, so we're, what we're looking at here that's really can potentially hurt some teams is when you really go up big on a team, the, the sound normally quiets down. Um, that's not going to be something at least that they're talking about doing right now. It's going to be that same sound all the way throughout. Um, so I think they're trying to even things out for different stadiums that are allowing fans and the bills are one of the stadiums that cannot have fans. And they're actually, I don't know if you saw this Randy, but, um, they said that the Buffalo bills, if you're on the sidelines there, you have to wear a mask. Um, there's only two teams in the NFL that are requiring and it's San Francisco and Buffalo. Yeah. And I think that kind of corresponds to the States. That's kind of how New York's been responding to this and California's been responding the same way. Uh, I yeah, don't think it's a bad idea. And this is just proof again, they are not the New York jets. They are the New Jersey jets. That's why they don't have to wear masks. Correct. There is only one New York team. So I guess until next week, this is goodbye, at least for Dirty Randy. And Zach Bass. Uh, one more thing, Randy. Where can they find you on Twitter? Ooh. Uh, so so right now I am Twitterless. Uh, so I'm just going to be going through our KC Bills pod right now for communication. So okay. if you want to tweet me, just tweet us the KC Bills pod, and I will respond to those. I can even put a little dash DR so you know it's coming from Dirty Randy. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at Zach Bass, Z-A-C-H-B-A-A-S-E. And we'll, we'll see you next week. <laughs>